In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. They ask this in response to what Jesus has just taught them in the verses that go before our gospel lesson today. He taught them about forgiveness and about the need to take care to avoid causing others to stumble. What he said must have seemed nearly impossible to them. It is impossible, he had said, that causes of faltering should not come, but alas for the one through whom they come. Keep watch upon yourselves. And again he had said, If your brother sins, admonish him. And if he changes his heart, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day, and seven times turns back to you, saying, I change my heart, you shall forgive him. Who can do these things? Who can forgive so generously? Who can keep such close watch upon herself as to avoid causing others to stumble or to sin? It does not seem possible, does it? But as Jesus says elsewhere, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. The apostles cannot see how it is possible to live as Jesus calls them to live. And so they ask God to increase their faith. They ask him to make the impossible possible for them. They ask for what our guest preacher last weekend, Ephraim Radner, called the divine impossible possibility. Increase our faith, the apostles ask. They pray for the gift of God, pray to receive the power of God, the divine impossible possibility. In response, Jesus stretches their imaginations of what is possible with the gift of faith. Even the smallest bit of faith, Jesus says, can move mountains. If he had faith as a grain of mustard seed, he said, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. It is with this parable Jesus helps them to imagine the divine impossible possibility. He shows the unforeseen possibilities and paths made open by the gifts of God, the ways that faith sees. Shows them that by God's grace, what is impossible for men, if he repents, forgive him, keep watch over yourselves, that even these impossibilities are possible with God. If he had faith as a grain of mustard seed, he might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, imagine for a moment that you did have that sort of faith. You did have faith to move mountains that you did say to that tree over there, be rooted up and plucked in the sea, and it happened. 
If you had faith like that, what would it profit? Would you have reason to boast, to think better of yourself? Would you be more pleasing to God if you had faith like that? Would it accrue to your credit? These are the questions taken up by the second half of our gospel lesson. Here, Jesus speaks against what one commentator calls the bookkeeping mentality. The bookkeeping mentality, which thinks that you can run up a credit balance with God, that if you do all these good things, God will somehow owe you good in return. Will any of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him, when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down at table. Will you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, and gird yourself and serve me, till I eat and drink, and afterward you shall eat and drink? Does he thank the servant, because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that is commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done that which was our duty. We are like the servant in the parable. We cannot put God in our debt. The Lord God does not hold himself bound to gratitude to us for obeying his commands. Rather, if we do what he asks, we have only done what was our duty. Now, of course, it is true that we do hope, in the end, to hear our Lord's approbation on the last day. We hope to hear Christ say to us, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. But this hope does not conflict with our Lord's teaching here. Because not one of us will hear our Lord's well done apart from his help, apart from his gifts and his grace. For, as we pray, through the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do no good thing without thee. All is by the gift of God, all, even our very faith. What have you that you did not receive? asked St. Paul. And if then you received it, why do you boast as though it were not a gift? So you also, when you have done all that is commanded, you say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. The English reformers, our forebears in the faith, understood this passage in our gospel to argue against what used to be called works of supererogation. Supererogation. It is the idea that you can earn special commendation from God by going above and beyond the minimum of what God commands. We cannot. One Anglican theologian puts it this way, for our whole life, for every power that we possess, as well as for every opportunity of exercising it, we are utterly dependent upon God. He has an absolute claim upon all our life. Nothing that we can do can give us a claim against him. There are no merits, just grace, only the gifts of God. 
Every so often I come across a text that changes the way I pray. And one such text comes from a book by the medieval theologian Bernard of Clairvaux called On Living God. It's a small passage from that book. And Bernard begins by quoting a line from Psalm 116. What shall I render to the Lord for all that he has given me? In other words, what can I return to God for what he has given me? This is what Bernard writes. What shall I render to the Lord for all that he has given me? In his first work, he gave me myself. In his second work, he gave me himself. When he gave me himself, he gave me back myself. Given and re-given, I owe myself twice over. What can I give God in return for himself? Even if I could give him myself a thousand times, what am I to God? Given and re-given, I owe myself twice over. God has an absolute claim upon all our life. We have nothing that belongs finally to us, except only our sins. All that we are and all that we have comes as the gift of God. When we do what God commands, we do so only by his gift. And so we have absolutely no grounds for boasting. All is grace. All is by God's gift. What can I do in return for God's manifold gifts except to give myself back to God in thanksgiving and in love? That is, after all, what we were made for, what the prayer book calls our bounden duty. We say each time we celebrate Holy Communion, it is very neat, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord. And again, a little later on in the prayer, we say, here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, living, and holy sacrifice unto thee. That again is part of our bounden duty. And at the end of the same prayer, we say, We beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is just what we do each time we gather together to celebrate the Holy Eucharist, as we're doing now. We offer to God what God has given us. We give back to God what belongs to him already all that we are, and all that we have. And a very concrete way that we do this each time we celebrate communion is to give God a little portion of our income, of the fruits that he has given us. When we do this, we say, all things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. And in doing this, in giving that little bit of what God gives us, no matter how much it is or how little it is, in doing this, we're just giving God back what he has given us already. And so we earn no special commendation, no merit badge. 
but we ought to do so gladly and humbly, knowing that we are unworthy servants and have only done what was our duty. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.